You're tuned into the Chug LLP's podcast. We are a full-service legal, immigration, and tax firm with a global outlook. We partner with businesses to deliver innovative, customized solutions to their most pressing challenges. Join us as we tackle some pertinent issues. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Each week, we cover pressing topics that matter to you and your business. I'm Ariana Gonzalez from Chug, attorneys and CPAs tuning in from our San Diego, California office. Please join me today in welcoming Sanika Gore, one of our CPAs from our Santa Clara, California office. Hi there, Sanika, and welcome. Hey, Ariana. Thank you for the introduction. For today's topic, we're going to be talking about new clean vehicle credit. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started, this conversation is for informational purposes only. It does not create an accountant-client relationship, so please send us any questions you have at info at chug.com so we can help you out. Sanika, I'll let you give us an intro on to what new clean vehicle credit is. Thank you, Ariana. With the introduction of Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, U.S. government is aiming to lessen the impact of greenhouse gas emissions seen on the environment, which comes from the transportation sector and especially gasoline-powered automobile transportation. So to lure the taxpayers away from the internal combustion gas vehicles, the tax code offered a generous incentive to car buyers interested in purchasing an electric vehicle for the first time. So the previous credit had a limit on number of electric vehicles that a vehicle manufacturer could sell, and that was worth $7,500. But now the rules have changed, and we will be covering today what you need to know about the EV credit. Wonderful. Thank you for that introduction, Sanika. I do have a few questions about this topic for you, so let's just get right into it. What is the new clean vehicle credit? Can you give us a briefing on that? Uh, sure, Ariana. So the EVS tax credit is mean meant to lower the cost of qualifying all electric, also plug-in electric, hybrid, or other clean vehicles. Uh, one may qualify for credit up to $7,500 under Internal Revenue Code. So if you have to buy a new qualified all electric plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, the Inflation Reduction Act includes a tax credit for qualifying electric vehicles and it can result in major savings. So if you have been in the market for an electric vehicle and now is the perfect time to take the advantage of these major savings opportunities for electric vehicles. Taxpayers may receive this credit for EV placed in service after 31st December 2022, but before January 1st, 2033. That means this credit expires on 31st December 2032. The EV credit also covers used clean vehicles starting in 2023. At the time of sale, the seller should give you information about your vehicle's qualifications. Sellers must also register uh, vehicles online and report the same information to the IRS. And if they don't do that, then your vehicle won't be eligible for the credit. Beginning 2024, one can opt for transferring the clean vehicle credit directly to an automotive dealer instead of waiting to claim it on the tax return the next year. So that's just the brief introduction of new clean vehicle credit. Wow, that sounds like a wonderful opportunity. So what are the requirements for the clean vehicle credit? Can you touch on that for us? Sure. 
Um, so the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 changed the rules for this credit for vehicles purchased from year 2023 to 2032. This credit is available to individuals and their businesses. To qualify, you should buy your own vehicle and it should not be for resale and should use it primarily in the US. In addition, there are income restrictions. Your modified adjusted gross income should not exceed in case you're filing a joint return, it should not exceed 300K. If you are a head of household, then it should not exceed 225K. And for all other filers, it should not exceed 150K. You can use your modified AGI from the year you take the delivery of the vehicle or the year before, whichever is less. If your modified AGI is below the threshold in one of the two years, you can claim the credit. Maggie, as in modified adjusted gross income test doesn't apply to corporations or other taxpayers that do not calculate adjusted gross income. Wow, thank you for all that info on the requirements. That's really helpful for us to know. How exactly does this um, clean vehicle credit work? Can you share some information on that with us? Um, this credit applies to the tax year when qualified vehicle is placed in service. So when I say placed in service, that is the date when the taxpayer takes the delivery of the vehicle. This credit reduces the filer's federal income tax by up to $7,500. This is allowed once for a vehicle based on its vehicle identification number. That's what we call as VIN. The taxpayer may elect out of the credit. The EV tax credit has several conditions to meet to qualify for claiming the two-part credit on fully electric or plug-in hybrid electric vehicles placed in service after April 2023. So this credit is divided into three categories. If you are claiming a credit before 17th August 2022, then uh, you should meet certain requirements. So prior to the changes brought from the Inflation Reduction Act, EV tax credit was worth up to 7,500 and could be claimed on the cars that met certain battery capacity requirements. And it was phased out once a manufacturer sold 200K electric vehicles. If you are claiming the credit between 17th August 2022 and December 31st, 2022, then your EVs needed to have their final assembly completed in North America to meet the eligibility requirement. The US Department of Energy has compiled the list of vehicles that are likely to qualify through 31st December 2022. So let's say if you entered into a binding written contract to purchase an EV before August 17, that qualified for the previous EV tax credit rules, and you expect the car to be delivered later, then you're generally still eligible to claim the credit without needing to meet the additional final North American assembly requirement. And the third category is if you are claiming the EV credit after 31st December 2022. In that case, the rules of Inflation Reduction Act applies to such vehicles, which we will be discussing shortly. That's really interesting to know. So you did touch on that Inflation Reduction Act. So I do want to um, get into that. How has the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 changed the clean vehicle tax credit? Can you give us some insight on that? So this act has brought new rules for 2024 that will allow buyers to get the EV tax credit at a point of sale rather than waiting for the tax season. Customers no longer need to fill out the tax paperwork to claim that credit and dealer must do the paperwork. It's easier than ever to access this credit benefit now. Unlike the current rules, 
consumers won't need to have a tax liability to get the credit. They can choose to transfer their new clean vehicle credit up to $7,500 and their previously owned clean vehicle credit up to $4,000 to a car dealer starting January 1st, 2024. In this case, credit is allowed to an entity rather than to a taxpayer. However, credit transfers are entirely optional. Dealers are not required to accept the transferred credits and a dealer cannot require a taxpayer to transfer a credit. However, uh, fewer new e electronic vehicles will qualify for a tax break starting January 1st due to all the car manufacturing requirements. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that information, Sanika. Can you touch on what changes apply to vehicles placed in service on or after January 1st, 2023 for the new clean vehicle credit? Yeah. Um, so taxpayer may receive a credit for an electric vehicle placed in service after 31st December 2022, but before January 1, 2033. Uh, as I said before, this credit ends on 31st December 2032. This credit is made up of two requirements that total up to $7,500. First, uh, first requirement is half of the credit, that is $3,750 of credit, applies to a qualified vehicles that satisfies a domestic test for critical minerals in the battery. And other half credit applies if vehicle satisfies the domestic content test for the battery components. So the overall credit cannot exceed $7,500. Wow, that's really helpful information. So regarding the battery components and the critical minerals requirements, what are those requirements for the new clean vehicle credit? Can you touch on that for us? Um, sure. So let's start with the battery requirement. So this new credit requires a portion of car's battery to be assembled or manufactured in North America under certain percentage threshold. For example, for the year 2023, the threshold is 50%. For 2024, it is 60% and so on. Rules around this new battery and sourcing requirements are not yet finalized though, and they still await further guidance from the Treasury Department. So the, until the guidance is issued and implemented, this requirement will not be enforced when determining the eligibility for claiming the EV tax credit. Now let's talk about critical mineral requirement. In addition to the battery requirement, cars should also meet a stipulation called critical mineral requirement to receive remaining portion of the credit. This additional requirement maintains a certain percentage of critical minerals found in the car's battery should be extracted or processed in the US or country with whom it has free trade agreement. For example, for the tax year 2023, the percentage is 40% and for 2024, it's 50% and so on. Thank you for sharing that all sharing all of that with us. So is there a list of vehicles that qualify for the new clean vehicle credit or how how do we know which which vehicles qualify for this? Can you give us some information on that? Yes. So the IRS website provides the list of qualified plug-in electric vehicles that qualify for this EV credit. So one just have to go to the website, enter the EV model that you're planning to buy and you can check if that credit is available for that specific model. Yeah, so the information is available on the IRS website. 
Wonderful. Thank you for that. So you guys can check the IRS website for this information. And if you do have additional questions, please reach out to us anytime. We can connect you with Sanika, who has experience with this, and she can help you guys out. So on to the next question. What are the stipulations for the used clean vehicle credit? Can you share that with us? Uh, yeah, so this act has brought the used car also uh, under the scope of this act and it makes used cars also eligible for the EV credit. Um, uh, so this credit is available for used vehicle is, of course it's less than $7,500, but it's still a new credit that can make purchasing previously owned vehicles more affordable to consumers. The new tax credit for used clean vehicles lasts until the year 2032. Qualified buyers can get a credit equal to lower of $4,000 or 30% of the sales price as a EV tax credit for the used vehicles. That's wonderful to know that there's this opportunity to also get this um, credit for it for used vehicles. So can you talk about if there are any income restrictions for taxpayers to qualify for the new clean vehicle credit? Is there something we need to pay attention here? There are income restrictions, as I said earlier, and also this credit is available only to individuals and their businesses. Uh, as far as income restrictions are concerned, your modified adjusted gross income should not exceed 300K for married couples filing a joint return, 225K for heads of household, and 150K for all other filers. You can use your modified adjusted gross income from the year you take a delivery of the vehicle or the year before, whichever is less. If your modified AGI is below the threshold in one of the two years, you can claim the credit. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Can you touch on what the specific vehicle requirements are to be eligible for the new clean vehicle credit? Uh, to be considered a qualified clean vehicle, there are certain criterias, such as it should have a battery storage capacity of 7 kilowatt hour or more. The person that sells the vehicle to the taxpayer should provide a report to the taxpayer and to the IRS. The original use of vehicle should commence with the taxpayer. So when I say original use, that is the first use to which the vehicle is put after it is sold, registered, or titled. It should weigh less than 14,000 pounds in gross vehicle weight. It should undergo final assembly in North America. It should be produced by a qualified manufacturer. And it should have a manufacturer-suggested retail price that should not exceed $80,000 for SUVs, pickups, and vans, or $55,000 for other vehicles. Wow, that's really interesting. So you mentioned something about final assembly occurring in North America. How are taxpayers supposed to determine if a vehicle's final assembly occurred in North America? How can we find this out? That's a good, good question, Ariana. This is, uh, yeah, you're right. So this is applicable only for vehicles placed in service after 31st December 2022, and only if the assembly is occurred in North America. So the list of eligible vehicles uh, is there on the fueleconomy.gov that includes information about vehicles final assembly. Also, the build location of particular vehicle should be confirmed by the VIN or an information label affixed to the vehicle. Uh, also, there is a U.S. Department of Taxation that provides a wind decoder that can be used to identify the vehicle's build plant and country of manufacture along with other details about the vehicle. 
Final assembly point will be listed on the vehicle information label attached to each vehicle on the dealer's premises. So one should definitely check that. And to be eligible for a clean vehicle credit, a vehicle must have undergone, as I mentioned earlier, the final assembly in North America. So in general, North America includes United States, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Mexico for the purpose of determining the location of final assembly. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all of that information with us. Now, is this new clean vehicle credit refundable? So this clean vehicle credit is generally a non-refundable personal credit. That means unused credit amounts cannot be refunded or it cannot be carried forward. So you can't get back more than more on the credit than you owe in taxes. Maximum credit is up to $7,500 for the buyers of qualified electric vehicles. Thank you for sharing that. So if someone is interested in this opportunity, um, what is the IRS form that they would need to fill out for clean vehicles regarding this? Uh, there is an IRS form of num form number form 8936, qualified plug-in electric drive motor vehicle credit, including qualified two-wheeled plug-in electric vehicles. This form you should file with your tax return and you will need to provide your vehicle's information such as model, make and VIN on this form to get the credit. Great, thank you for sharing that information. So how does leasing a vehicle affect eligibility for the new clean vehicle credit? Can you touch on that for us? This tax credit is available for leased electric vehicles, but there is a catch to it. This belongs to the lesser and not to the lessee. So you need to own the vehicle to get this credit. You cannot lease it. That means lessee cannot get the credit. So if you can't get the credit, how does transfer of credit work? Can you touch on that for us? Uh, yeah, sure. So beginning 2024, you can claim the credit by transferring it to the dealer at the point of sale. By doing this, it directly reduces the qualifying vehicle's purchase price. You won't need to wait until you file your tax return to claim your credit. Instead, it directly results in lower purchase price at the point of sale. That means at the time you are buying the vehicle, you will still pay an applicable sales taxes and licensing fees at full non-credit adjusted purchase price. So let me give you one example for that. So let's say if you bought a qualifying car for $35,000, but had a price lower to 27,000 by claiming a credit at your dealer. So your sales tax and licensing fees would be applicable on $35,000, that is your purchase price and not the reduced price of $27,000. So that's how the transfer of credit will work. That makes sense. Thank you for giving us that information. So let's say in, in an instance, a sale of a vehicle is canceled. How does the credit work in that case? Do you have an answer for us on that? Um, so under proposed regula uh, regulations, if a sale of vehicle is canceled before the taxpayer places the vehicle in service, then he cannot claim the new clean vehicle credit. Also, he cannot transfer the credit to an eligible entity. The sale is treated as not having occurred, so the vehicle remains eligible for the credit for another taxpayer. Seller should cancel the seller's report as instructed in the guidance published in Internal Revenue Bulletin. Great, thank you for sharing that with us. So how does the credit work in the case a vehicle is, for example, returned by the buyer? Under proposed regulations, uh, if a taxpayer returns a vehicle to the seller, let's say within 30 days of placing uh, the vehicle in service, then taxpayer cannot claim the credit with respect to this vehicle. Uh, 
the vehicle is no longer considered as available for original use by another taxpayer so it is no longer eligible for this ev credit seller should update the seller's report and the taxpayer credit transfer election is nullified and any advance payment to the irs made to the eligible entity will be collected from the eligible entity as an excessive payment in case the vehicle is returned by the buyer Great. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. We are running out of time, but I do have one more question for you. We do get this question a lot. So how does credit work in the case of resale of vehicle? That's a good question. Yeah. So under proposed regulations, uh, if a taxpayer resales the vehicle, let's say within 30 days of placing it in service, then he is treated as having purchased a new vehicle with the intent to resale and hence not eligible for this EV credit. The resold vehicle is not considered available for original use by another taxpayer. So the buyer of the resold vehicle cannot claim this EV credit. Seller does not update the seller report because uh, seller may not be even aware of the resale. Any credit transfer election made by the taxpayer remains in effect and any advance payment the IRS made to the eligible entity will not be collected from the eligible entity. And also, instead, the value of any transferred credit will be collected from the taxpayer in case he resells the vehicle. That's such great information. Thank you so much, Sanika, for taking the time to share all of this with us and, and all of your insights. We really appreciate it. And this does bring us to the end of our conversation. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us today. To stay up to date, please subscribe and follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you have any questions or suggestions, please feel free to info it, email us anytime at info at chug.com. And make sure to join us back here next week for more pressing topics that truly matter to you and your business. Until next time, stay safe safe and take care everyone. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about our work, please visit our websites at www.chug.com for legal and immigration and www.chug.net for tax. Be sure to subscribe to get regular business insights from the Chug LLP team. 